Welcome to this week's episode of A Question of Code. We're really lucky this week to be joined by Natalia Vanacek, and she is a web developer building hybrid mobile apps and websites at Elixel. She also has a passion for the environment, um, and she's not afraid to voice her opinions on climate change, and that's something we're going to be talking about in this week's episode. So welcome, Natalia. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on. Really good to, good to see you. First time podcasting. No, is this your, fir- your first one? Excellent. Yeah. Premier, <laughs> yeah, but very very experienced speaker at conferences though, as we as we all know. A little experience, yeah, not too much, but um, just you know, trying. What 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 made you want to start speaking at conferences? Ah, uh, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think I just like to do things that are out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is scary, but I don't know. Seemed like a fun thing to do. It started as a fun thing to do, but the, when I started doing it, it became scary, and now it's it's both, I guess. <laughs> That's the, that tallies with my experience as well. I think it's really fun when you're thinking about it, and it's really fun after you've done it, but all that time in between is, is full of worry and terror. <laughs> yeah, especially like yeah, a I... day or two days before. I tend to completely change my presentations just before, before the conference, because... Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Keeps them fresh. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Natalia, your recent, your most recent conference talk that Ed and I both saw was uh, Technology's Impact on Climate Change. Uh, how to be grateful during the climate emergency. Is that correct? Is that what that title was? That's the one, yes. Nice. So just to get kind of straight into it, what? how can we, what's the gratefulness of it? <laughs> that there is so much we can do about it is what we can be grateful for because mm-hmm. there is still we're still in a position to make the difference and we're so privileged that you know we have the ability to do it and I think that's what makes it something to be grateful for yeah that we we have the we have the opportunity to actually have an impact if we're coding or something, then we may not realise it, but there are, there are things we can do to to help climate change. Is that right? Yeah, so to to take actions and you know the the world we're surrounded by is so beautiful, um, and you know doing the little actions that we can do as you know techies is it might not have a massive impact, but if we all do a little bit, then it is going to make a difference. Yeah, what nice. I what I found actually quite shocking after having watched your talk is actually the scale of the impact that we're having without realizing. Because I've always kind of assumed, oh, well, I'm do- all I'm doing is, is code on a server. That's not um, that's not causing harm to anyone. It's not doing. It's not. I'm not. Ra- I'm not racing petrol cars around a track or or flying across the world. I'm just sat at my desk, just using maybe a little bit of electricity. But it like seeing your talk suddenly opened my eyes to the fact that there's a lot more impact. Than we realized it's crazy isn't it i think that the, the cre- craziest thing about it is that technology has the same um see the same amount of co2 emissions as aviation we all know planes are bad but we never thought that you know just surfing online is going to be as bad <laughs> which is insane similarly with like streaming music streaming in america accounted to between 200 and 300 50 million kilograms of greenhouse emissions and that just in in the US in 2015 and 16 and that's like five five years ago yeah the way wow. trends are going it's <laughs> going to be much bigger now that number yeah 
I think they say that right now, this um, streaming music has the worst impact on climate change that it ever has with all the like, going back to all the plastic, you know, cassettes and all of that combined. Well, not combined, but you know, and that's insane. Yeah. That is mad. So for people who haven't seen your talk, who haven't come across this issue before, what is it that's causing the problem? Well, there are a lot of different things that create the, the whole problem, but um, the fact, for me personally, I think the fact that most of the data centres are still powered on um, on coal, not on renewable energy, and I think that is the biggest issue because that's got um, a massive impact on, on climate change. Because then whatever, like all the, like when you think about it, all the streaming that you're going to do, you know, we're just using so much electricity, not even thinking about it. Yeah, so the, so the electricity use is in the, the, the racks of servers that are in data centers around the world sort of powering this. It's easy to forget when you, when you, when we're sold this dream of the cloud that actually that is, they are computers still. Someone has a server running connected to, to power. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's 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 really easy to forget because, you know, we're not we're not plugging anything in. We're just surfing on a cloud, but that cloud has to be powered somewhere. So, so I guess that the difference then is if I had a file downloaded on my computer and I listened to it over and over again, I might be using the the electricity for that powers my computer. But if I'm streaming something over and over again every single time, I'm going to be calling this data center and getting it to send me some data and do some more work is that is that the gist of it yeah that's right and and also when you're streaming you're not just pulling it from one server you might be pulling it from multiple places at the same time whereas if you download it it would normally be downloaded from one place i think i might be wrong but i think that's how it works so then when you think about it you're going to download something on your device once and it's just going to be there. Whereas when you're streaming, you're downloading it over and over and over again every yeah. time you're listening to something. I guess that gets uh, exponentially worse for things like Netflix <laughs> and video streaming services. <laughs> There's been this, I, I mentioned it on the talk, uh, during the talk, that YouTube would save so much electricity if they haven't um, streamed the video on the um, audio when people aren't actually looking at the, you know, looking at the screen. Because a lot of people uh, are just having um, YouTube in the background when they do whatever. Um, so just like not serving the visuals would make a huge difference. Oh, that would be clever, yeah. To be able to either turn, toggle it off or to use like some kind of attention tracking. To, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all doable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as developers, the first thing we can do to help the situation is to just, if we're making websites make them smaller so there's less bandwidth, there's less transfer. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, so the usage of, um, like, trying not to go overboard with, you know, frameworks and and libraries, just trying to keep it simple. Um, at the same time, using all the tracking and um, cookies, ads, all of that just adds up and, and obviously when you put it all together the download is going to be bigger and bigger so that that would be probably the best thing to start and then following from that using green servers like it's it, it's crazy how few people actually host their websites on um on green 
um, green service because a lot of servers say they're green but they actually offset all their electricity which I just I hate it I hate I hate it so much because they are <laughs> uh, very passionate about it and it drives me mad because <laughs> you know it's better what do you call it better worse you know when you offset something but don't say you're green if you're not actually green because planting 20 trees isn't going to make a difference i mean it is but it's it, it's not but not for a long time yeah until those trees have grown <laughs> exactly it's just oh i don't it's just... Yeah. so for, for listeners at home who maybe who maybe aren't familiar with with the concept offsetting is um that's where they make they they just use power normally and then find some other way to have a positive impact elsewhere to negate their negative impact that's right exactly yeah so it's mostly um for example planting trees and i imagine that's quite there's quite a delay in that like the runway for planting a tree and having a positive effect is i mean that's a good thing we should be all, all, all encourage the planting of trees but if they're burning if they're sort of burning coal to generate their energy or to to create the energy they're using that's an instant negative effect whereas i suppose you plant a tree you've got to wait for that tree to grow for it even to start doing anything exactly it'll be it'll be years before it's going to make a difference no it's interesting you talk talk about green servers because I'd, I'd never actually heard of them <laughs> I, I just no i i just assumed that oh you, you just use a server and that's that's the server you use. I didn't realise that that, that that was the sort of choice you could make. Wasn't on my radar either, no. Yeah, so um, the green servers are basically all the servers that are powered by renewable energy. So whether that's solar panels or um, the windmills. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there is quite a lot of them. They might not be as popular as um, you'd think. And they are probably not as fast as... I don't know, using AWS. Uh, but the Green Web Foundation's got a huge directory of um, green servers, so I would highly recommend checking checking that out. Great. We'll pop that in the show notes as well. Yeah. There is actually um, an open letter to AWS um, requesting um, green servers. Um, I'm going I'm going to send you a link to that, so maybe you can, you can add it to, to, to the uh, notes as well. You know, requesting AWS. Amazon to do a bit more. I guess it's- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, I guess it's a well and good small companies trying to come up with these green servers, but it's the big players like Microsoft and Amazon and stuff who are, are going to be taking up most of that energy, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's it, it's really bad. Um, I mean, Amazon is AWS is probably one of the biggest server providers in the world, and I think only five out of the servers are actually um, green. Most of them are in America. There are only two in in Europe, in Frankfurt and Ireland, I think. Um, and that's, you know, that's really, really bad, <laughs> especially for a company this size. And, and, you know, a few years ago, they started this big movement towards um, sustainable hosting and everything. And then suddenly everything just stopped. Um so yeah, hopefully they will make a difference. Microsoft are doing great. Microsoft has said that by 2050, I think, um, their carbon uh, carbon impact will be smaller than what they will be giving in return. If that makes yeah. sense. So that's that is amazing. And all their service, all their services are green. Same with Google. All Google services are um, hosted on renewable energies. Oh wow. 
So it's just just really Amazon that have got to uh, get their act together. <laughs> but Amazon is a whole evil. But I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other whole other thing. Is whole other podcast episode there and. <laughs> ethics and ethics and business yeah, yeah that's right um yeah. it's, it's really good that we've got like another convincing argument to make websites smaller and faster i i like that because i often find like performance is one of those things it's like accessibility that's really important and you have but you almost have to make a business case for it to get it through in some circumstances um yeah is there a I suppose if you're making things smaller, you're making your site cheaper to run because it's it's less bandwidth. So there's there's a bottom line there. But also, I imagine there's going to like, the way the world is going, there will be at some point a backlash against services from con- from consumers that are not green. So people will vote with their feet and and choose services that are powered by green energy. Hopefully, but like you said, um, accessibility and performance that makes a massive difference because, like, when you I think I hope that world is going into maybe creating websites, you know, app, apps that will be accessible to everyone. And when you build something with accessibility in mind first, that is going to improve your performance and that is going to have a smaller impact on on the climate change. And it, more people will be using the service at the end of the day. So, um, yeah. It's funny, yeah, funny that I mentioned the accessibility because that's something that's been, I've been really interested in before I even started looking into um, environment and technology uh, and that really nicely ties together from the, uh, you know, um, tech point of view. Yeah, it all seems to be this, like, different sides of the coin of just being a responsible citizen on the web, making your things good for everybody. Exactly, yeah. Just part of that. So what are some maybe some some tips for so I maybe I just start change career I I'm trying to get into coding what are some things that I can do to make sure that my my website's going to be as as green as possible essentially is that just keeping pictures really small or like you said said about using cookies is that how does that help So I think when you, when you start build when you learn how to build a website you start with writing you know clean html and then you're adding CSS, and then you're adding a bunch of other stuff. So keeping keeping that really clean and progressive, I think that is the the, the key to actually keeping keeping the, the the apps green. Yes. Not using perhaps not using carousels, lazy loading all the images, optimizing scripts. Um, not using chat boxes. Chat boxes are so heavy. Why do they even exist? I don't understand. Like, you know, there, there's ca- customer service, you know. People have got email um, contact forms. Just use that instead of chat boxes or, you know, carousels. Or making carousels, do them, make them, you know, small as possible. Don't use jQuery because you don't really need jQuery. <laughs> <laughs> That's a train we can. Another reason not to use jQuery. (laughs) Added to the long list of why not to use jQuery. So I guess the main idea behind it is kind of just not using stuff that you don't need to. So just starting with the HTML. Just oh, now I want some CSS, so I'm going to style it up a bit. If I need some JavaScript, maybe I'll just bring in as as minimal amount of JavaScript as I need for the thing I'm doing. That that's right. Yes, just keeping it 
uh, keeping it simple and keeping it accessible. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll make that difference in terms of the the amount that is going to the server, I suppose. Mm, that's right. Yeah, and then getting downloaded from it. Yep. Are there? So, say I've made a website and I'm I don't necessarily have loads of metrics on how my site performs or what the impact of my site is. Is there anywhere I can go to? Is there any way of testing a site that I've built to see see like, to get a score, see how good I'm doing and what needs improving? I'm glad you asked that because I've um, found this. What well, I was told about this tool called Carbon Website Calculator, I think it's called, and it ba- uh, it's websitecarbon.com. The website is called, and it basically uh, measures what's the carbon footprint impact of your website. So you put down the URL, and it checks. Um, what server you're running it on, what's the download speed, how heavy it is, etc., etc., And it, it gives you a nice breakdown of what are the equivalents of, of the site um, in, like, I don't know, human language. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how many trees um, would be the equivalent, would you have to plant to balance it out, etc., etc. Yeah, I, I think we should. Should we do the question of code website, Tom? I I just have. I have. Uh, <laughs> is it is it quite sad? <laughs> well, it's it a big red box. A big red box, and it says, "Uh oh, <laughs> this web page is dirtier than sixty two percent of web pages tested." So we have got some room for improvement. The the shocking thing is that one point two nine grams of CO two is produced every time someone visits the website. That that seems crazy. <laughs> but on, as a bonus, the website the web web does appear to be running on sustainable energy, which is good. So, yeah, our site is hosted on Netlify, so I'm assuming Netlify servers are green approved according to this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah, no, but well, this is spurring spurring us into action. There's a lot we can do to improve this. I think. I think we will change change some things. What do you think it is, Tom? We can. Uh, I know exactly what it is. It is the audio player that we've got. Uh, that we've recent only just added. So previous to that, it was HTML, CSS, nothing else. It was a nice, old-fashioned website, statically served, Jamstack all the way. Whereas now it's got a little, little tiny React block on the on it, which I think is probably what's contributing to our weight. <laughs> so. Any video yeah. and music players are just so heavy around day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that's. That is definitely, if you're at home and you've got a website or you run an app or something, I would uh, go to this and check it. I just did my personal website and I'm 91% cleaner than the rest of the websites. So. That's good. Oh, now you've thrown down a gauntlet now. I've got to check mine. <laughs> I will check mine, but as always, it's in progress. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there isn't really anything to check. <laughs> Um, I want to. I'm just looking for um, a link to um, a site that gives you equivalents of the greenhouse emissions. Oh, you had some of that in your talk, didn't you? So you say, oh, your your website uses like ten buses worth of emissions. Is that the kind? Exactly. Of thing? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I found it, uh, but it's a long link, so I'm just going to send it to you later. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, uh. It's basically you, you. You would have to um, put down your CO two emissions, um, and then it calculates how um, how big the, the impact is in the equivalents. Wow! So that that's 
quite impactful actually <laughs> i actually i went to look at amazon.com <laughs> on the website carbon calculator and it's not good 88 percent dirtier bog standard energy uh-oh <laughs> there you go <laughs> there was this um it's funny because when you i can't remember who did it but there is some someone researched at the Amazon homepage and as you scroll down more and more stuff is actually getting downloaded as you go along down the, the page mm-hmm. um it's crazy I think can't remember what the impact of that was but it's um it was horrible and pretty crazy so I guess there's a there's an element of this which so I mean it's hard to f- stand up and, and justify an argument against making your site energy efficient and helping climate change because i think all our listeners and and all of the the devs we know are firmly like think that is a good idea but i i bet there are i bet this is a hard sell in some scenarios i think there are like like we we, i know we're we're picking on amazon a bit because they're the biggest and obvious target but commercially minded sites like that where it is the bottom line um and if you can add a bit more javascript and that increases your conversion rate and makes your site heavier then that's a trade-off that's very easy for someone to say, someone to make, and to sacrifice the energy efficiency. Um, how has the response been to your talk? Of people, I'm, 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 I'm crossing my fingers, hoping everyone has been positive, and everyone has said, "Oh, that's a fantastic talk. Come and tell us more about it. We need to know more about this." Has that been the case? It, yes, that's been the case. Uh, luckily, no one, you know, hated it or came at me saying that I'm all wrong, which I was really worried about because. Um, <laughs> Environment is quite a controversial topic um, and people like to have their own opinions and not believe in science, which is so clear. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people who've reached out to me said they're, they're really interesting to actually learn, interested to learn more about it and to see how they can contribute, what can they do in their day-to-day lives um, to um, minimize that impact because you know like I said what we can do as you know techies developers but you know what you can do at home is just like you know use green <laughs> um, energy at home you know um, those providers are actually much cheaper now than maybe not much cheaper but che- fairly cheap to to a standard energy providers um, download like podcasts on your device instead of um instead of streaming them over and over again. Same with listening to, to music. I don't know if I said it already, but um, there's been this research made that if you listen to... Oh, yeah, so if you were to stream an album in full 27 times over and over again, it will be cheaper from the, the carbon, emission, carbon emissions point of view to actually produce, develop and produce the same album which is, you know, insane. So the fact that we can we can, we can minimize the impact by downloading the music we're actually listening to on a daily basis. The same with not streaming something if we not streaming the video of something that we don't want to, not listen listen to music on YouTube if we don't have to. Um, don't send enormous amount of gifts. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> which is crazy. We all love gifts. Um <laughs> Gifts are not probably the best thing to use. No, they are a famously bad format for size, aren't they? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so things like that. But yeah, wow. coming back to your questions, the <laughs> the the response was really positive. So so I'm really glad. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, so if maybe I want to find out more about or get more involved in kind of promoting this climate change, no, thinking about climate change when you're doing technology, are there like are there companies out there? Are there communities where we can go and kind of get more involved? So the community that I joined, um, climateaction.tech is the, the URL. It will be probably the best place to start. Um, mm -hmm. They have um, Discord and Slack channels. Uh, there's, you know, conversations about it going on every day. Um, and then probably Twitter. I Last year when I started looking into this stuff, I didn't realize how many people actually talk about it because it's a, it's such a um unpopular topic i think mm. um but twitter is full of of really smart people that actually talk about it and discuss really important issues that you know we can all talk about but definitely climate action tech um slack channel that's probably the best place to go mm-hmm and did uh, in your talk did you say some, there was something uh, some sort of conference about the climate change as well? So um, OMG Climate, it's an annual conference actually. They run in Berlin and in London. Um, I think I think they only had it was like one a year. Um, so yeah. last year it was in November. It was just one afternoon um, of this event. Have you ever been to an annual conference? An unconference. I've never no, heard of an unconference. No. <laughs> so it's this like I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought it was just like a meetup where I'm just going to go into and there'll be presentations and you know that that's it. But actually, so what's the unconference is run by community. So you go to an event, you've got like your main topic, like this was technology's impact on climate change, and you have people uh, pitching ideas. So everyone goes stands up in front of everyone tells them the, the idea then the idea is put down on the board and then once everyone stopped you know giving their ideas the rest votes for their, their best idea the, and, and the one that get, gets most votes is them being discussed in the groups so we had like three groups and there were three different talks um and it was very much just um for example how can i as a JavaScript developer, what can I do to minimize carbon footprint? Um, and then in this group, you're discussing, you're giving your ideas, and it's very much discussion, knowledge sharing based event rather than just plainly listening to someone give a PowerPoint presentation. Mm, so something a lot more, a lot more interactive and involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's called OMG Climate. Um, I think they have like a, a medium um, blog post about it. Uh, so it'll be good to look that up. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes so people can find that as well. Yeah. Is, that a, is it a mostly techie audience at that or is it from all walks of life? Um, mostly techie, but, you know, technology is just so big. You know, you've got your designers, mm. you've got developers, business analysis. Yeah, there, there were students there, all sorts. That sounds really interesting. I have to, I've, that is the first time I've heard of an unconference. <laughs> but it sounds like a good idea. 
Fantastic. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about that we may not have brought up? It was. I, I really wanted to. I'm glad we touched about the the carbon calculator because that was something that I took away from your your talk that was. I would say inspiring. I've not no. <laughs> it, looking, at, <laughs> I ran it on other people's websites before and was like, oh, look at how bad they are. Didn't have the courage to do it uh, on my own. <laughs> I run it probably on every agency's website I come across. Ever since I've discovered it, I've tested so many sides. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 scary but um yeah. are there so uh, i'm assuming most of them aren't aren't good <laughs> no most of them aren't good and most of them aren't green and it's crazy that so many um like eco like environmentally friendly companies their uh, websites aren't running on green energy like what are you doing why would you do such a thing um I wonder if part of it is awareness and advertising and stuff like that. Because I don't know. I just like like I said at the beginning, I, I'd never actually heard of like having a green server. I wasn't really. I'd never really thought about it. You kind of, it's one of those things that you just think, oh, I'll just work on my computer and use a server. I don't necessarily think about where that energy is coming from. I think I think it's it's difficult because it's also, you know, green green servers are more expensive. Um, mm. So it's it's a business case. How are you going to sell it to your clients? How are you going to tell them to use that and pay more money? Because we all know, you know, no one's got money. So <laughs> where yeah. do they get this? How are they going to get extra money to do it? But I think I think the world is now going into the, the right direction. I think with what's going on right now, with you know, with the pandemic, even though the climate might climate change might have been put on the side a little bit i think it's now people are being more aware of the issue because it's it's it, it's just so obvious you know we're, we're learning about science um with the pandemic um and everyone's talking about how we need to follow the science and you know that there's been a lot of research a lot of science behind climate change that hasn't been talked about so hopefully now well, it's been talked about. It hasn't been listened to. Um, so hopefully now we will um, maybe see a little bit of change and, and people will start thinking about it a bit more. Yeah. And I, sp- I suppose if remote work becomes more popular and like we, I guess we kind of, we can see that we can use less carbon because that that's what's currently happening. <laughs> um, so like we're now aware that it's actually something that's possible and we we can still live our lives and not use as much yeah i think it's we're very privileged and i think mm. maybe now we'll realize that we don't need all that privilege to, to live happy lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah fingers crossed that that, that, that message stays around <laughs> yeah i think one of the, the an important thing we can do going forward all of us together is yeah, way raise awareness of this because I think it's easy for tech to be an invisible part of a, a system. Like you say, there's there's environmentally focused companies out there running on bad servers, and that's only because I'm I'm imagine none of them are. I can't imagine people in that scenario who have consciously just made that kind of cost choice to to go with something knowingly. I think it's more that it's an invisible layer that no one really thinks about. I mean, I I make websites for a living and. It hadn't hadn't considered it until I saw saw your talk about the, the environmental impact of the work that we're doing. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think the main reason why I wanted to do this talk is, you know, I'm not an expert in that. Like, 
all I, I've shared during your talk and all I'm talking about here is what I've learned in the last few months coming up to it. And I think it's so important to discuss it and to, you know, not be afraid to actually ask difficult questions because you're never going to learn if you're not going to, to try to learn, if you're not going to ask the questions and if you're not going to try to make a difference. Completely. Yeah, completely agree. Well, that, that's all fantastic stuff, Natalia. Thank you. Um, just uh, we've got one final question that we ask all our guests, which is, uh, could you give three top tips for like changing career or, or learning code? I think most importantly is not to, to not be afraid to fail. We all, when we start, we code a lot. And every time we come across something difficult, it's scary and we don't want to fail. And we're worried that what we're going to do is not going to work, but we're never going to learn if we're not going to, um, you know, fail <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, finding a mentor, I think, is very important. Um, I never had, when I started coding, I never really had anyone who would show me the ways, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> and I think, I think that's really important. I think having someone you can just bounce your ideas off you know trying you you don't know what you're gonna like when you start learning whether you're gonna go into web development software hardware what you're gonna do so i think bouncing those ideas of someone um is quite important and the third thing i think will be the, the privilege like realizing that as technologists we are in a very privileged positions and we can you know, make other people's lives really happy or really miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Lots of websites make me really miserable. <laughs> reading, I started reading about halfway through um, Snow, uh, Edward Snowden's book. And um, he talks a lot about, obviously, his past and what he's he, he's been through. And... Uh, the, the, the privilege that he's experienced through the, the work he's been doing. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, just interesting book. We'll recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's often something that people who are transitioning into coding are maybe more aware of than people who've just sort of sailed into it through the, the more traditional computer science background. I think if you've had to work hard well no, not if you get you get a degree you've got to work hard but if you've had to really hustle to change your career to come to something much later than everyone else is coming to it and and fight your way in to get your first position you're going to be more grateful and more aware of the the yeah the, the privilege that other people might have or that you in you have an awareness of the privilege you've had to get to that position well, Natalia, thank you so much for coming on the, the podcast this week. It's been really interesting hearing about uh, particularly green servers. I'm going to check that I'm going to go back to my company and see if we're using green servers. <laughs> Fingers crossed we are. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting to hear about this topic. It's something I've never really thought about in tech until I saw your talk. Um, and that's why we wanted you to come on the podcast so much and kind of share that with and yeah, spread the message like we were talking about earlier. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So thanks thanks to you, the listener, for listening to this week's episode. Um, and make sure you go to the uh, website to check your carbon footprint if you've got a website somewhere um, and see if you can bring that down as well. That'll be our call to action this week. Uh, and all the other links will be in the show notes. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at AQOCode. 
And you can get all that show note goodness, including all the resources that we've talked about this week, and our website, which is aqoc.dev or questionofcode.com. Um, and yeah, continue to share the word about the podcast. Uh, hearing stories of how useful this has been to people transitioning has been fantastic. So keep those coming. We like to hear them. And thank you very much for listening. See you next week. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.